Hi, I'm John Jackson. And I'm Greg Patent. And, and we're, we're the, the food, food guys. guys. We've been talking about baking. You bake all the time, Greg. I do. Mostly it's bready things. Baguettes, bagels, croissants. Well, in a recent show, we were talking about revisiting old cookbooks and stuff like that. One of them I revisited is A is for Apple, which is a wonderful book that you and our lovely muse, Dorothy Hinshaw Patton, had come out with several years ago. Oh, 1999. So I thought. A is for Apple. I've ransacked this book. It's been a goldmine for me. I came across something that I had not noticed before, and it was just because sequestration, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I found myself longing one evening for gingerbread. Mm -hmm. And I thought, boy, you know, that would really go good right about now. Some gingerbread. And I was thinking about that gingerbread of your, my mother, and blah, blah, blah. I thought, Greg certainly has a recipe for <laughs> gingerbread. So I started looking and I, I went, you know, baking in America, uh -huh. of course. That's my first choice. Uh -huh. I looked at that recipe and that seemed uh, a little complicated for the moment. And I thought, I bet there's something in that apple book. Well, the Apple book turned out to have a recipe called Cider Gingerbread with Cider Cream. And even though it was every bit as complicated as the other one, what the heck? It sounded more interesting. So I plunged into it. I've now baked it several times, Greg. And I have some comments about this recipe. Happy to hear that. I would love to hear your comments. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would. You're just the kind of guy you, you want to hear, oh, what else can we do with this thing? This is a wonderful cake. One of the big things is I could not actually bake it that night because I did not have on hand six cups of apple cider. Because after all, it was April. <laughs> I thought, I don't know if I can even find apple cider if I got to a store, if they would have it. I did get to the store and found, in fact, some good cider mm -hmm. from uh, the Bitterroot Valley. I did what this recipe calls for. I took six cups of apple cider and boiled it down, reduced it, as you say, mm -hmm. to uh, what? Three quarters of a cup? Yeah, three quarters of a cup. That's mm -hmm. what I came up with. Actually, I came up with a little bit more. I just mm -hmm. could not get it below <laughs> about a cup. I like the really concentrated flavor. It becomes totally different. You know, well, it's, it's, it was it's, pretty it's different. It's no longer cider. It's almost like a syrup. Yeah, there's no question about it. It was down to that kind of consistency. I could go even farther with it the next time I do it. But I've still got some of that cider. Then you have uh, two cups of unbleached all-purpose flour. Well, I wasn't going to do that because I wanted to uh, have a different kind of uh, flavor in there. I wanted some quinoa flour. Mm -hmm. The first time I did it, I substituted half of it with one cup of quinoa flour. Mm -hmm. And what was the other cup? Well, the other one I used unbleached all-purpose flour because I was wary of not having enough rising going on there. That came out fine. The other problem that came up was, how am I going to replace this two-thirds cup firmly packed light brown sugar? What I did was I allowed myself to use a third of a cup of that half of it. Okay. And I filled in with another third of a cup of erythritol. Mm -hmm. 
erythritol as opposed to xylitol? Would it matter? Erythritol and xylitol are practically identical. It's just that I happen to prefer erythritol. Uh-huh. And so uh, that worked out all right, fine. It worked great. And the rest of it went as the recipe calls for. We'll provide this recipe, by the way, for you. It also has a half a cup of smooth, unsweetened applesauce. And you would have I've got that. plenty of unsweetened <laughs> applesauce, so I was able to fill in fine with that. For the heavy cream, you uh, use some of that reduced apple cider in the whipped cream. Mm -hmm. And it makes a very great whipped cream. Mm -hmm. I like that very much. Now here's the thing. Now as this has evolved. I've expanded the use of the extra flour. I've used amaranth flour and quinoa flour and slightly reduced the amount of unbleached white flour. That doesn't seem to make any difference. That's It's still coming out the same thing. The thing that makes a little bit of difference is I replaced half of the, um, well, actually, I didn't even replace the light brown sugar. I just didn't use it. Okay. What I did is I substituted a third of a cup of molasses. Okay. It makes things a little bit wetter, but I did not use a full two-thirds cup. I didn't think that was going to do it. I thought, oh, boy, I'm going to end up with a boggy cake here. Well, that would have been way too much molasses anyway, just from a flavor I standpoint. I think so. I agree with you. And as it was, this is one that I baked just last night. I was happy that it wasn't any heavier, but it was slightly heavier. From cake. the extra liquid. Yeah. Maybe you needed to up the flour a bit. That's what I'm thinking. Just a little bit. And maybe a bit more leavening. I'm not sure how how yours rose. Mm. Well, I'm only using baking soda for yeah, it's leavening. Yeah, half teaspoon only, which yeah, is not half much. Teaspoon. But it, you maybe. see, molasses is very acid. So you might need to up the baking soda a little bit. Okay, I'll bear okay. that in mind. And yeah. that's the kind of thing that we do here on The, the Food, Food Guys. Guys.